2: You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And also me, Ian Morris. And also, if you're one of our Patreon supporters, this is your extended, ad-free, higher-quality version of the show. And thank you, Patrons, including Crispy, cj from the uk ian baxter and james strangeway who support us directly and for just the price of a cup of coffee or two pounds of supermarket leaks you can join them and get access to our full-length ad-free show listen and chat with us live as other patrons are doing right now and hello to you
1: have you checked that that it's the price of two pounds of supermarket leaks
2: Thanks for interrupting my, uh, my my smooth flow there, but yes, it was, well, it was
1: well worth it. It was well worth it.
2: I checked this morning, and 500 grams of leeks was about 99p or 50, 50, 50p, something like that. So okay. I just quadrupled that. Just keeping you honest. But you were right to check. I don't want
1: I don't want us to be going over saying that we're the price of two packets of leeks, and then to discover that actually, you can't get two packets of leeks for the price of a podcast or whatever. However you want to look at it.
2: It's been a rain-soaked week, but I hope all of your gardens are jubilant from the plentiful moisture and your families and foes successfully have been hydrated or drowned. Delete as applicable. One man, of course, who is never short of a variety of waters and liquids is Mr. Ian Morris. Um, how are you, Ian? Even though I know, tell us again, ill are you? Really ill. That is a great shame.
1: Yeah, I got a cough, which now means I'm a social pariah.
2: It was written by many outlets this week that uh, shareable e-scooter trials are beginning in London. This is very exciting news if you are me circa 12 months ago banging on about the need for e-scooters to be allowed. Uh, But according to Transport for London, it's going to happen a limited rollout in Canary Wharf, the city of London that is the city with a capital C, to say the financial district usually, uh, Kensington and Chelsea, Ealing, Richmond-upon-Thames, and Hammersmith. These are the places where... Oh dear. These are the places where a limited rollout of scooters from three providers will begin. They are Dot, Lime, and Tear. And there is an additional... Uh, uh, area that I saw noted in this uh, in this release uh, Tower Hamlets in East London which is going to be a ride through area which means that you can travel by an e-scooter through it but you can't leave your scooters there
1: Oh lord, this is an overly complicated disaster as of a mess.
2: Well, adding complication of course is that um, along with the rest of the UK, this Trial is is limited even to the extent that you can only use scooters from those three providers. So if you own your own scooter, that is also not allowed. Sounds really easy to police. Just 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 a handful of more than how many boroughs are there in London? Thirty odd, aren't they? Something like that. Quite a few. So you've got a handful of them that are allowed. One of them you're allowed to go through it, but not leave them in it. Uh, which will be a lot of fun, I'm sure, if your battery dies halfway down uh, one of the roads in Tower Hamlets. Um, and on top of that, you can only use it from some of these limited companies. And there are only going to be about 60 to 150 being rolled out in each of those boroughs as well. So to say this is a limited trial is is being pretty liberal with, uh, with, with wording. Reality. It's, it's Yeah, it's a very, very tiny trial. And we, we do know that there are thousands of scooters all over the UK and various other uh, cities. And London is about a year late in getting any of them. But I think partly this is uh, timed to coincide with uh, lockdowns easing ever so slightly. And it's a way of maybe allowing people to get around the city, but without having to use public transport if they don't want to um, and there are some restrictions on the scooters themselves that haven't been applicable to other parts of the UK. One is that they have a slightly lower speed limit it's 12.5 miles per hour. I want to say that elsewhere it's around 15 so it's not a massive drop but it's a drop nonetheless. the lights have to be on permanently and um geofencing will be implemented which is the case in other parts oh good lord uh, which means uh, and this i saw mentioned on the guardian such as royal uh, royal parks so even if you are on it and you're uh-huh. in an area that is permitted there's still maybe areas where the scooter says you can't go into this area which is uh, which is challenging so i feel like the rollout is going to result in a lot of stress and it's also coming very late where a lot of evidence has been gathered from other cities that maybe could have made a wider scale rollout uh, a bit more ambitious in the city but obviously it's it's up to each borough not the city as a whole to decide how they want to trial uh, a service like this and this is the the way that they've they've done it and i um I've, I've found myself becoming quite bored of e-scooters over the last few months partly because i bought an electric bike and decided it's actually a lot more fun uh because you don't have to pay attention to a lot of this stuff um yeah because
1: just... it's it's just more acceptable isn't it
2: yeah it's it's far far less stressful um so yeah uh, i think but that's really, happening. i think you really nailed the point there
1: about all this it's it's too much friction too much friction it's stupid and Ultimately, the caution over electric scooters just seems massively overblown to me. I don't see them as being particularly more dangerous than um, anything, really. I don't see them being more dangerous than a skateboard, a bike, anything, if people are paying attention, which obviously is sort of a requirement
2: of decent human behaviour. This is coming a year after the trials essentially were first permitted in other parts of the UK, and i would have thought that what had been learned from those regions not to not you know to mention the fact that cities around the world have been allowing e-scooters now for years you know we're talking three years four years in some cases but certainly three years uh, uh, at scale and we're still at the point where we are rolling out in you know tiny numbers in in fractious parts of the capital. Um, and with additional restrictions, I just think, you know, this is extremely conservative. I did notice I've got the uh, announcement in front of me from Transport for London, and the uh, there is another uh, couple of stipulations here. Firstly, in order to accept a new rider, uh, the companies will need to make sure that those riders have taken a safety horse which i believe oh is God. just delivered online i don't think it's like having a driving test but it's it's something where it, you know you have to go through i haven't seen it yet it's not released yet but you would have to go through uh almost like a, a, a code to say okay i agree i will not ride on a footpath and i agree i will not leave it in tower hamlets and i will not go in a royal park or it sounds a, like a you know, dr zeus poem Just adds complication. It's like if you don't want to roll out these things, don't do it. But you're not going to gather a great deal of evidence from having a hundred scooters in these insanely limited areas. I'm I'm a bit disappointed. It's not at least being rolled out with a a slightly more ambitious scale. But I just I
1: just think purely from the the concept of people don't know what borough they're in at any one time, it doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. So you know, just say right, London. So if you're in London basically within range of the scooter's battery, that's fine. You know, and then please sign up beforehand and, you know, read these terms and conditions, blah, blah, blah. I could sort of see the point of that. But all this ridiculousness about, you know, not ha- going certain places, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It's going to be extremely hard to manage. Um, and I don't see the point of it.
2: I do see the point. Um, I don't. And yeah, I absolutely And it do. doesn't matter it...
1: how much you explain it to me, I'm going to steadfastly refuse to see the point. But have a go.
2: Okay, I'll have a go. Here here, 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 here comes my attempt Um It's basically the same reason people have bikes. It's just not everybody wants to pedal a bike. And I think if you followed all the same models that a bike uh, has to follow there shouldn't technically be any reason why a scooter shouldn't be as effective. And I, I still wholeheartedly support the use of scooters. I, I'm less enthusiastic, partly just because the novelty's worn off and I found that electric bikes are super fun. Um, but I still agree with everything I've said in the past, which is that they are they are good, they are fast, they are efficient. Um, They're fine. They stop They'll keep people out of cars a little longer. And, um, and you know, I, I rode a scooter for two years, technically illegally, please don't arrest me um don't anymore and they're great i just think if you're going to roll them out and get some evidence from a trial roll out more than 100 in a tiny pocket of london yeah i mean i I just
1: i feel like it's too few it's too stupid a restriction it doesn't make any sense people don't know where they are that you can't expect them to and yeah it's like if people are already doing it like the lots there are lots of electric scooters you see them all the time people are not paying attention to the law because it doesn't make any sense and unfortunately that's what happens and I'm increasingly of the opinion that things should just be legal until there's a reason to make them not legal and at that point fine but you know just saying well you can't do this you know but without any support to the police for taking you off the streets I mean theoretically I guess they can stop you now if they want to but is it really worth their time it's not is it they've all got better things to be getting on with so therefore people are going to continue to use illegal scooters the trial is just going to frustrate people will look like it's not been successful or demand isn't there and who knows what will happen after that
2: i noticed something i did not pop in my script here uh which is that boroughs are also going to be able to specify go slow areas where the speed of e-scooters will automatically be limited to eight miles an hour um so a third and, do, and that
1: and that applies to cars as well
2: does it it doesn't apply to bicycles no. either
1: no of course it doesn't apply to anything at all
2: it's just stupid hmm. well if you support this ambitious uh, trial of e-scooters it's in not the ambitious capital, don't
1: call it ambitious if you support this half-arsed
2: trial in the capital carry on I, c- I can tell you're poorly mate because you <laughs> didn't pick up on my sarcasm
1: oh sorry
2: That's okay. You're forgiven, as you always are whenever you wrong me. Um, But either way, your opinion on this can be sent in an email form to UKTechShow at iCloud.com. And we'll get to uh, any experiences you've had recently on eScooters on next week's show. The UK is going to roll out an emergency alert system this year. This is according to Engadget. The public tests are going to start imminently. And if they go well, the system will be switched on across Britain later this year. The government plans to send alerts only, apparently, when there is a risk to life on a local or national level. So those risks include things like public health emergencies. I don't know. Let's say... A pandemic, severe flooding, fires, industrial incidents and terror attacks. The alert will include a warning, details about the affected area, advice on what to do and a link to a government website with more information. This, of course, is coming to your phones as opposed to in the old days where it was on the radio. And I have a clip of something in a moment. Uh, But first, Ian, thoughts yeah i think this is a good idea in principle if done well it works well in other countries why not here
1: well yeah i guess so i mean i have terrible visions of it being used by those clowns that govern us for all sorts of nonsense i don't trust them as far as i could punt them but yeah
2: i mean you're in a very grisly mood today aren't you mate
1: well the world doesn't operate the way i would like it to no and therefore i've become wizened and skeptical and i find that everything continually produces the same result i've always expecting which is massive scale corruption at government level and um a lack of clever thinking and it's common
2: sense fundamentally um so yeah okay well i'm in favor of these i've i i, I personally i find them terrifying um for instance, uh, I've been in Japan when uh, phones go off <clears throat> because of an earthquake warning or something, and they make a hell of a noise, and everyone's goes off at the same time, and it scares the living bejesus out of me. I'm sure um, Charlotte in our in our chat, who I know is um, uh, familiar with 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 life in Japan um will have heard these and I know they have them in in the US and probably Australia yeah, they too do. um and it's um they're quite scary and and a lot of the time you, I I sort of feel like you never get a message that comes through and says heads up everything is fine so therefore the only possible response my brain thinks is uh, it would be warranted with something like this is panic the world is ending, everything's about to implode, and uh there's no point there's no point hiding because everything's doomed.
1: Yeah. Um I mean, I think that, that there is a big problem. I mean, is this, this is just a text message, right? It's not actually a specific alert system because American Correct. phones have to have a a signalling system, don't they? So for example, as Japan. Can... Right, so for example, the iPhone doesn't treat them like text messages, does it? It treats them like a very specific alert. Yeah. Um, and so and, I, you know, I, I, I just, I can't, I just can't. If it's a text message, then it's fine. If I want to, I can probably block it. I guess.
2: Charlotte in our chat uh, agreed that uh, she does indeed. She's familiar with the way of the Japanese, the land of Alexa. the rising sun. Yes, I don't. Know, I was trying to figure out how to how to phrase that there. Um, and she says, "The lady counting down from ten towards an earthquake is the worst." Wow. Well, I mean, that
1: that's just a really. I get you know, like that. That I think makes sense. I guess because
2: that's information you want to have. Presumably, it is, but it doesn't change. It's like going to the doctor to get something checked out, like. You don't want to go to the doctor because the doctor, it's like um, it's opening a box with Schrodinger's cat in it. You're finding out whether you do or do not have something. As long as you don't go to a doctor, then you may not have the thing you're worried (laughs) about. Then you just
1: have some horrendous symptoms instead that are unexplained.
2: Yes. And eventually you'll get sicker and then die. And my brain prefers that a lot of the time. It's well, at least if I'm not getting something checked or not hearing something, then I can pretend to myself that, you know, everything is fine, keep calm, carry on. Um, yeah. These I, alert mean, I know systems logic remove doesn't... Remove that. No, no, logic doesn't play a part in that whatsoever. No, no, absolutely not. Now, there is something... I was looking up uh, a history about Britain's use of alert systems because we've never had one like this, and all the examples I could find of ways this has been implemented in the past are all wartime, and they are all uh, to do with radio primarily. And I actually found out that about about fifteen years ago, um, some files were released that explained that there were, as will probably come as no surprise, scripts and recordings made uh, in the event of uh, a a massive attack on uh, UK soil. In one example's case, it was a nuclear attack warning. And I found one of the actual recordings that was uh, that was made. Uh, I think it was in the eighties in the event that the UK had been hit by a nuclear attack. And um, would you like to hear it? Because I've clipped clipped it out.
1: Yeah, 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 sure.
2: There's your trigger warning, everyone. And just bear in mind when you hear this, uh, this is not there may be an attack. (laughs) This is is we've just been nuked. Okay, here here it goes.
0: This is the Wartime Broadcasting Service. This country has been attacked with nuclear weapons. Communications have been severely disrupted, and the number of casualties and the extent of the damage are not yet known. We shall bring you further information as soon as possible. Meanwhile, stay tuned to this wavelength, stay calm, and stay in your own house. Remember, there's nothing to be gained by trying to get away. By leaving your homes, you could be exposing yourselves to greater danger. If you leave... You may find yourselves without food, without water, without accommodation, and without protection. We shall be on the air every hour on the hour. Stay tuned to this wavelength, but switch your radios off now to save your batteries. That is the end of this broadcast.
2: It's Peter Donaldson, the voice of the late Peter Donaldson there. I think that was recorded in the 80s. Uh. I'm going off script now, but I think that's who it was. Well, there's and never been
1: more more likely a time to have a nuclear war, so uh, good, good. We should bring that back.
2: Um, I I just think those sorts of alerts are um, are quite lovely. <laughs> it's it's weirdly calming, even though it's it's basically saying we've been nuked, everything's doomed. Stay indoors. Remain indoors. Um, yeah, I, I and I mean,
1: I suppose remaining indoors is probably the best idea in those circumstances. That would give you an outside chance of some sort of su- survival.
2: Yeah. Um I mean it wouldn't be great, but you know, hey ho I like those uh I like those those sorts of recordings. They're they're quite good. There are some older ones still, um, but that one I find just particularly ominous because it was um uh, it was released when some documents I think were were declassified. And I don't know, it's like if something is, is likely enough to need a, a a broadcast recording for in advance, it's, uh, it's worth being a bit worried about. But anyway, that is a tangential way of saying uh, we finally got at least some sort of a standardised alert system for uh, for everyone to look forward to having, but they're not going to be as nice as that. Uh. If they
1: send me a message when the Queen dies, I'm going to throw my phone out of the window.
2: Well, I, I was quite sad um, when uh, Prince Philip uh, died because... Um, he was 99 which meant if he would just held on for a few more months he would have got a telegram from his wife and I wanted to know if that would happen and because it didn't happen it didn't happen which is obvious it almost certainly on. would have I never happen, found even out it, even as a when are you ever going to find out? pardon?
1: I'm sure it would have happened even as a little joke between them
2: <coughs> maybe, maybe yeah So anyway, that is happening. We'll look forward to that. Um, If you've got any examples of what your local alert system sounds like and you'd like to send us a recording, uh, please do. We can always play out a few of those Um, next week. If there is sufficient interest, you can send those to UKTechShow at iCloud.com and you can expect to hear more about this emergency alert system in Britain in the next few weeks
0: you're used to hearing the smooth velvet sound of Nate's voice drizzled over your ears like a warm eardrum syrup topped off with the freshly squeezed citrus tang of an Ian Morris opinion supporters of the show at patreon.com forward slash uk tech enjoy second helpings every week so pull up a chair find your nearest spoon and tuck into a sumptuous extra helping with no commitment. If you have any allergies, please inform a waiter.
2: We had quite a lot of email this week, Ian, um, so I've been picking and choosing what to talk about. I decided to pick this from uh, from Peter, uh, who said, Hi, Nate. L- no love for you, Ian. That's fine. Uh, long-time listener to the show. A uh, listener with great interest to your conversation on Adobe Flash. I feel you missed one of the uses of Flash that has kept it going in recent years. Many of the educational websites that schools ask you to use for homework were the primary cause of my having to climb over increasingly onerous hurdles to re-enable flash on my home machines it really uh it is really only in the last year that this has finally changed i had not thought about that at all but i can see that being a big a big thing because you like stuff to be interactive and attractive and to to kids that works on lots of different devices that don't necessarily have super powerful equipment yeah
1: i mean th- you know there's there were plenty of things i I'm very reluctant to sort of dismiss Flash as as some have in its entirety because it was hugely important for a really long time. It's become a bit of a meme, but you know, it was it was useful for a really long time.
2: Yeah, I hadn't really thought about the uh, the score use, but it was it was a nice uh, reminder that it wasn't just the websites of restaurants that made <laughs> Flash the um, the horror that it so often was to uh, stumble upon. Uh, so thanks for that, Peter. Any other examples of where Flash has been useful and a bane in your life, uh, do keep them coming, at icloud.com And uh, we've got lots of other emails which we'll come to uh, next week or the week after. So thanks for those, but keep them coming in. Uh, someone else who's always keeping things coming in is Tom Merritt, who has been keeping us, as always, informed about the wider world of tech news. What's been going on this week, Tom? This week on Daily Tech News Show, why esports players are becoming streamers instead. Amazon and Apple offer lossless music, and Amazon might buy MGM Movie Studio. Why Colonial Pipeline paid the ransom to Darkseid, plus all the announcements from Google I.O., including a way to diagnose a skin condition and holograms for video conferencing. Oh, and Patrick Norton explains the right to repair landscape to us. All that and more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Now, we didn't mention this week uh, the lossless stuff. Uh, Partly because we talked about it a lot last week. Um, or oh, did we? Did we talk about it last week? I don't believe we did, did we? Hang on. Have I made a wasn't it? Wasn't glaring... it last week? Have we made a glaring error? <coughs> oh, we may have made a glaring error. Well, um... Well, we're going to talk about it and it will not actually make a great deal of difference because I've got an extra message that's going to go out uh, uh, very shortly, actually, about about Lossless. But I was actually saving our main conversation for when it was uh, when it was uh, rolled out. out. Yeah, um, and I just realized while I was confused, I did a big episode about Lossless for Bloomberg. That's why I thought we'd done it. I did it for my show at work, not my podcast, in my spare time. Uh, But nonetheless, we wouldn't have probably talked about it uh, anyway uh, until it came out. But if you want to hear more about it in the meantime, go and check out DTNS. Also, listen to DTNS on Monday because I'll be on again.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Becoming
2: a regular thing for you. Yes, indeed. Uh, Sadly, Tom won't be on. So I said I will do my best Tom impression. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know how that's gonna go yet probably badly i'm dying over here yeah ian's got <laughs> i mean not, uh, it's just what have cold. you got the plague syphilis i don't
1: know I've got a hurty foot again as well anyway
2: oh mate that's a shame isn't it i'm getting old it's just sad Well, if you enjoyed this episode and hearing about Ian's various ailments, do consider backing us to get access to our full length ad free version. Listen live, get extra message. Thank you to everyone who's been listening live. We've got Charlotte, Ian, John, Mark, KV, Nick, Pangolin Sandwich, also known as Kate, also known as my wife. Um, And we've had other people dropping in and out as well. You can always listen to us live every Sunday and uh, and hear about what has been bothering Ian's. Uh, immune system on any given week. Who knows? You can guess the ailment. Uh, But until next week, have a lovely time and we'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more.